you're listening to the Knowing Motherhood podcast. I'm your host, Linnell Peters, and it's an honor to walk alongside you in motherhood, whether the journey is just beginning or you're right in the thick of it. I believe that your worth as a mother is not based on your performance and that your greatest strength is the love that you have for your children, whether they're in your arms or only in your heart. My prayer is that this little corner of the podcast world will leave you feeling more equipped, more hopeful, and less alone than when you arrived. Hey everybody, welcome to Knowing Motherhood. It has been such an honor to share this first season of the podcast with you, and I really hope you've been blessed and challenged um, in your motherhood journeys. I also hope that you feel less alone in it as well. Um, If you're not a mother, I really pray that you've been encouraged and that you feel more informed about the many topics um, that we've been discussing here. It's been a privilege to talk with so many wonderful women, guests that um, have been willing to share their stories and those who've provided us with education and support as well. Today, our season finale, and I have to say it feels strange to say because the first season was so short. Today, I've got our previous guests, Jasmine Howell and Heather Hofer, joining me for a fairly amusing and also heartfelt conversation about all things Christmas. I initially had a solo episode planned, and uh, so I'm glad that they were both able to join me last minute when I felt prompted to do something a little different. Uh, We talk about the lighthearted stuff like our favorite foods, our gift shopping habits, and also things like Advent, traditions, and how we keep our focus on Jesus despite all of the distractions. Um, We share what we're looking forward to in the new year and encouragement for those who might not be feeling as excited about Christmas as they feel they should be or want to be. There were so many laughs and so many technical issues before and during this episode recording, and so for your amusement, we've held off on the editing a little more than normal and left a mishap or two in for your enjoyment. Let's listen into our conversation. Okay, Jasmine, Heather, welcome to the podcast again. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) Oh... That was so, so perfect. <laughs> we sounded identical. <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> so, oh, no. Well, it is fair to say, it's fair to share that we just had one hour of technical difficulties. So I really don't know what direction this conversation's going to go in, but I'm sure glad you two are here. Same. Yes. Okay, do you guys have snow? I know, Heather, you said that you've got snow. Mm-hmm. Lots of it. Where you are? And Jazz, how about you? You know what? We had a lot of snow, and then we got this awesome, like, warm streak, and everything's been melting, and so now we have very little at the moment, but I'm sure it won't last long. We usually get tons, so it's coming. I know you guys get way more than we do here in the lower mainland, BC. Oh, definitely. It's uh, rain, 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 and then a bit of snow, but it is on the forecast. And actually, yesterday was quite exciting because we had a hailstorm, and it was like big chunks Ooh. of, yeah, it Fun. was big. It was a lot of hail. Yeah. So the kids love that, and uh, 
and it was Dawson's first time seeing something like that. So it was really fun to, to observe with him. So, yeah. And, but you know, Christmas is coming up and we are, um, we're going to chat a little bit about, um, how we do Christmas and what it means to us and some of our favorites and some of the things that maybe aren't favorites and, uh, just kind of get a little bit maybe more honest about um, what this looks like. Do you guys think mm. it's uh, easy to to ask somebody, like a friend, um, about Christmas? Like what they do, just in a regular conversation. Have you ever thought about that? Or um, mm. have you found it challenging? Just because Christmas can be really difficult for some people and it's really blissful for other people. Everyone kind of just has different things going on, right? Mm-hmm. What, what are your thoughts on that? Is it is it easy or difficult to, to ask others about what they do to celebrate? Hmm. Um, <clears throat> well, I actually had a conversation with a good friend this week about Christmas. Um, she and I have very different family situations. And um, I just realized that, yeah, it is not, it's not super exciting for everybody. Like, I feel like... Right at least in my family, we're always very excited to get together. I know that. And I think when I was little, I thought that was unique um, to nobody. I thought that everybody had that experience. And then Mm -hmm. when I grew up, I realized that it was very unique um, that, that we all felt that way. And uh, I just realized some of the family dynamics that people walk through during this season seem really heightened or anything, any drama always seems to be exaggerated because of the, I don't know if it's just the emphasis on how important this season is that if, you know, if you feel like you're supposed to be with someone and that you can't get together with someone, it's like, that's immensely difficult. And, you know, there's just lots of, I don't know. Yeah. Drama relational things seems to be the theme that I've heard a lot. So that's my, that's kind of what I've heard, but I don't know, Heather, what do you think? Yeah, boy, I grew up in a family that loved celebrating Christmas. And so um, I also just assumed that everybody loved celebrating Christmas. Um, mm. But over the past probably eight to ten years, as I've started meeting more people who have had harder experiences around Christmas or just um, choose not to celebrate it in the same ways that most people do, um, it's mm-hmm. been a really good learning experience to maybe more approach it instead of saying, um, maybe asking a question like, are you excited about Christmas or what are you guys doing for Christmas? Um, To ask a question like, how do you guys celebrate Christmas or what is Christmas like for you? And sometimes that helps to make it a little bit less awkward. Um, But even so, I I have... um, been surprised a few times when I've been expressing my excitement about Christmas and they answer back with with uh, less excitement than I have over it. <laughs> mm-hmm. mm. Yeah, I'm less and less surprised as I get older, but I feel like initially when I was in my early 20s and I was like, you know, a little bit more around people that were different from my family, I felt really, yeah, sort of, oh, shocked that this was not a common feeling the way that I felt about Christmas, all these 
warm fuzzies and so much anticipation and whatever. Mm-hmm. I mean, there are, there is a lot of that, but I feel like for different people, it's for different reasons. And, um, yeah, I think that's a good point to just know how to ask the right question to get people, to get people talking about the things that they do enjoy, um, or that are special or important to them. Yeah. Yeah. And that was making me think just how, um, it, maybe that there, uh, for a lot of people, if they've encountered enough people who are really joyful and excited about Christmas and it isn't really a hard time for them, that they might actually kind of withdraw and not share their own feelings about it because they don't want to dampen other people's joy, right, Mm -hmm. in that. And so I think asking that question is really important because you might be giving someone the opportunity to say what they wouldn't say otherwise. Mm. Yeah. And, um, yeah. And, and kind of get out some of those feelings. Cause you're right. Jasmine, you just said, right. That it's, it is kind of perceived as the, at the happiest time of the year. Mm-hmm. And so we feel kind of like it should be that way. Um, but for, for a mom walking through infertility, Jasmine, you probably remember years right? Mm-hmm. Where that was probably really, really hard. Oh, yeah. um, I can imagine. And, you know, and for me, every year I hang up a little ornament on the tree um, that a friend gave to me after we lost River. And so mm-hmm. I have little moments of just reflecting and sadness, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and so everyone just has a very different experience at Christmas. Mm-hmm. And I think it's really easy to fall into the thinking that, it's it should be the same for everyone so that's why we're having this conversation today and I'm I'm really excited to kind of hear um uh what your Christmases have looked like and what it you know you're hoping it will look like this year and and some of the fun silly things like food and all that fun stuff so I'm let's stop let's start with um gifts okay um (laughs) tell me (laughs) we're we're all gonna we're all gonna share um a little bit about this because I think it's really good for us to (laughs) hear other women's experiences because I think every year for me I'm always wondering what do other people do (laughs) what are you know like how many people actually really plan ahead? Because sometimes you hear about these women that are buying Christmas gifts in January. Yeah. Like they get all their Christmas shopping yeah. done in January. And I'm like, you are unreal. <laughs> like, you? I'm like, I just want to break after Christmas for a bit. So mm-hmm. tell, tell me, like, how, when do you start Christmas shopping? Do you plan ahead or are you totally last minute? Mm. Do you make a list? Jasmine? Hmm. Oh, okay. Um, so our family is, we have started over the last couple of years since we've grown from like being four siblings to having spouses and spouses and, you know, kids and everything. It's become a lot more complicated. So at some point, I can't remember, it must have been seven or eight years ago, we kind of made like this decision, okay, we do not buy gifts for everybody. So every year we do a draw and so you only get one name. And so whoever's name you draw, you just buy a present for that one person. And so it's, it's great. Like it's, it's really good. But sometimes when we, you know, when we do the draw kind of determines how early we start shopping. <laughs> so <laughs> some years we're more on the ball, like we get the draw done, you know, pretty early in the, in the upcoming year. And sometimes it's, you know, like this year, 
for example, we all remembered writing the drawdown, but nobody could find where it was. And so all of a sudden it's like, you know, beginning of October, my mom's like, where's the Christmas list? Who's got who? Who am I buying for? And I'm like, I don't know. I don't know. Everyone's checking their email. Nobody knew where <laughs> anything was. So this year we started like thinking about the one person that we were supposed to buy presents for, um, you know, beginning of mm -hmm. October maybe, or mid-October. <laughs> But okay. yeah, that's us. What about you, Heather? Yeah, it looks different every year, depending on which side of the family we spend Christmas with. Um, uh, both of our parents live overseas. And so um, usually with my side of the family, we will do a draw like you do, Jasmine, um, because there are... Um, eight of us siblings and four of us are married now. Um, so yeah, it does get to be <laughs> a lot of people. Oh, yes. <laughs> um, and then my husband's family is a little bit more like just buy for whoever you want to buy for. They're much more chill about it all. <laughs> so um, yeah, it looks different from year to year. And then um, with our kids, we usually buy them one present, which is what our what my parents did for us growing up. Um, we know right now they're the only four grandkids on either side of the family. So we know that they're going to get overloaded with <laughs> gifts mm. because they're, they, yeah, they don't have us cousins right now. So, um, but we know that over time as more little people join the extended family that it will probably look different Mm, yeah 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 it's oh. it's definitely complicated um when there are so many people mm -hmm. in the family um but heather we kind of have the same thing as you um on my husband's side um we just buy for whoever but there's only two like him and his brother and then wives and the mm. kids right so it's a bit of a smaller family and on my side there's three of us um siblings and but there's quite a few more mm. children so we have done the name drawing but here's the deal with me I love buying gifts <laughs> and I I gift giving is one of my love languages mm. um I really, really love that process. Every year, it's really interesting because I would be happy to receive nothing. Like, I really don't need a, a gift. I just, I just, I'm so excited to give my <laughs> gifts. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. I always feel like there's always this struggle of me trying to convey to them, no, seriously, if, you know, like, whatever your situation is, financially or, or whatever else is going on like don't feel pressure you don't need to feel pressure but I'm always wondering kind of <laughs> quietly to myself do they feel pressure to do as much as as I tend to do mm -hmm. right it's not even about like the dollar amount spent it's just about the effort and the time that goes mm -hmm. into it right and so I don't know I always kind of feel I, I'm being pretty honest pretty honest here but I I really do always kind of struggle with that a little bit because I feel like that's where I actually receive so much joy mm. but you know what I also understand everyone's different not everybody has 
um, that love for gift giving and that's fine mm -hmm. too, right? So it's always kind of interesting. But <laughs> I'm very much like you too, Linnell. I'm like, a, I have to rein myself in because mm -hmm. I just see things everywhere. And I'm the kind of person I will see things for people and I'll be like, that belongs to this person. I need to get this for them. I just have to be like, no, you don't have to get everything that you see that you think everyone needs this. You don't yeah. have enough money for all of that. <laughs> just you're only one person. Okay. So, but I do, I love it yes. too. And I love the joy of, oh man, just picking like the right thing for somebody and just seeing mm -hmm. their face light up. Like, oh, there is nothing better. But I felt a little ripped off to be to be honest, when my family instigated the, the, um, you know, the draw, I was like, what? Yeah. Why? Like, uh, I want to do, I want to get everyone a present. Yes. But yes. then <clears throat> it's been good, you know, cause of course, and then this year we cut adult stockings too out of the mix, which I was really like, um, hello. <laughs> that's, like, that's like the last fun thing I had. <laughs> so, so anyway. Good. Oh, yeah. It's like <laughs> Christmas stays with you. You can mature and grow up in other areas, but that oh. that love for those traditions, are, it's strong, mm -hmm. right? It is. And realizing what? Oh, I'm right. I'm suddenly not a kid. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm the adult. I have to do the adult mm -hmm. things. Oh. Yes, I know. Actually, and that's a question I'm going to ask a little bit later. But first... Um, <clears throat> Just really quick answer. Um, are you more of an online shopper or in store? Ooh, oh Heather, my. I think I know the answer to you. <laughs> um, I'm definitely an online shopper, <laughs> but but there are certain stores that even if I know I could buy it online and I've seen it in the store, I just want to go into that store. Um, Jasmine, you're probably thinking of the store that I'm thinking of. There is, it's mm -hmm. our favorite store. Whenever we're together, <laughs> we go into this store. Yep. It's called World Market. And World it Market. is so much Music fun. Music to my ears. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So there are certain stores, and I actually do enjoy shopping, but I have this extremely practical side that's like, it just saves so much time. And then if it's, Amazon, then there's no shipping. <laughs> so, mm -hmm. um, for certain <laughs> things, I, that the practical side wins over. And then for other things, I'm like, Hey, I am going to world market or wherever else. <laughs> yeah, that's so great. I think I'm about the same. I, I'll earlier in the year, I think I'll do in person. I home sense is definitely my mm. go-to they just always have new different things and I love looking around HomeSense but mm -hmm. but by the time November rolls around I'm just like I'm online <laughs> yeah. like I just I'm like I do not want to be in another mm -hmm. store for as long as I live <laughs> okay and I am like 100% I love shopping and there is nothing more than that I love more than the tangible oh mm. getting a deal on something that should not be that much discounted <laughs> and it's just like and you, you just, you don't get that same savoring of that mm -hmm. when you, when you mm -hmm. do something online. At least I don't. I just love yeah. going up to the till and it's like, I have this thing in my hand and I go up and it's like, oh, it's 30% off. Plus it's buy one, get one free. Plus it's another 10% <laughs> off. Plus it was on sale. Plus it was on the clearance rack and no one will ever know. <laughs> 
that's my greatest joy. <laughs> oh, awesome. that is so, so good. <laughs> but I have to admit, I, I ha- love that too. I have gotten a little bit of online stuff this year already, which mm. um, I think is probably, I just got drawn into some of the early Black Friday mm-hmm. stuff, which is another thing that's really confusing. I know. Yes. Um, yes. Anyway, well, you're a okay. treasure hunter. That's what it sounds like. Yeah, I'm like a, yeah, I am. I'm just like a bargain. Not, not bargain. Like I just love finding the right thing for someone and getting it at like a, a steal. Really yeah. 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 Nothing is more satisfying ya. to me. I hear ya. <laughs> Okay, uh, what are your favorite? Let's talk about food. Let's talk about holiday mm, food. Yeah. Um, what? Why don't you guys? Why don't we share like one item that we love every year that stayed consistent and something new that you've discovered in the last couple of years that you love to either make or buy? Doesn't matter. Oh my, Heather. Well, my long term. Christmas must-have is eggnog. I am a massive eggnog fan. I did not know I love, love, love eggnog. And um, so I grew up drinking it, and then my family moved overseas, and we couldn't get it there. And so my dad would make it every single year, and um, he'd spend like three hours in front of the stove (laughs) cooking it with all these eggs in it. And, you know, he'd just go out and buy these massive cartons of eggs from the little vendor across the street and um we would we would savor every single drop of that so um yeah that's my that's my every year must have um and something new you know nothing's coming to mind right now I am such I'm oh man I like to get stuck in my ruts and so (laughs) a creature of habit I am so too. <laughs> I, I know, like when we go out to a restaurant or something, Jude will be like, what are you getting? Wait, don't tell me. You're going to get the burger and fries. I know it. And I'm like, well, you don't have to sound like you know everything about me. I might not choose that, but, <laughs> but he's always right. So mm-hmm. that's me. You sound like my husband. My husband is like that. Same meal every time, everywhere. Oh, oh my goodness. Yeah, I, I think I'm wondering if men in general are that way. <laughs> Colin's like that too. Bonsai to burger plan. at Red Robin. Oh yeah, Ooh, Red, Red Robin. Robin. <laughs> I used to be a waitress there ages and ages ago, and I was the I worst. Didn't know wait- that. Yeah, I was the worst waitress of all time. <laughs> but I find that hard to believe for some reason. It was. I was. I was just too distractible. I would just be like so chatty with people, and then they'd ask me for more ketchup, and I'd walk away and forget their ketchup. <laughs> but I'd know everything about their life. <laughs> oh my goodness. Oh. Anyway. That is so good. Um, Linnell, what oh. do you like? What's your favorite? I need more time to think about mine. Well, I would. I have a lot. <laughs> I have a lot of different favorites um and a couple of my favorites are actually something that my mom makes so if we go uh to visit my family for christmas which we are not doing this year um well you never know i can't say for sure but we're not going for christmas christmas so um but she makes those um the the pretzely um i think they're called grasshoppers with the marshmallow and the peanut butter Ooh, do you I know what i'm talking about i've never heard of no. these 
Mm. Oh my goodness. And she keeps them in the freezer downstairs in the basement. And so when they come up like from the freezer, they're, they're just, they thaw really quickly. But when they're like half thawed, they're just so delish because they've got a little more chew to them. They're not so Mm. soft. Okay, so I'll have to find this. I'll have to find this recipe. I'll get this recipe from her. It's like super easy, but they're so good. They're like my favorite. And then she makes these coconut rum balls that are amazing. Um, she makes, yeah, my mom's Christmas baking definitely, um, yeah, so good. Hmm. So, and, and then something new, and I'd actually like to do this um, with the kids this year is making um their white chocolate peppermint Mm. truffles so like cream cheese and white chocolate and peppermint you guys i am not even kidding you you. have me at cream cheese yes Mm. (laughs) so good and so i'd like to make those again those are really fun you roll them in like crumbled up um candy canes and they're really easy and fun to make Mm. but yeah there's so many yummy things um yeah boy Okay, so do you, what do you bake? Do you have anything that you like to bake? Oh, Jasmine, what was yours? Oh, you didn't hear oh yours. okay. I am really not great at remembering things that I like, favorite things. I'm terrible. But one thing that's coming to mind, and it's not a sweet thing, it's not like a baked thing, but my aunt, um, I've always been more of a savory person. So like all the sweets and stuff, I could probably do completely without sweets mm. um, at Christmas. But my aunt, every uh, for Christmas dinner, she makes a big platter of deviled eggs with um, like sliced green olives on top and paprika. And that is probably my favorite Christmas thing. Um, I've actually started making them myself, Yum. but it's not half as much fun <laughs> as them just showing up. Um, Isn't that funny? Some food items are so much better when other people oh, make them. Yes. So much better. Yeah. And hers, I, I don't make them quite, a, I, I just don't make them as good. Plus peeling a, like a lot of eggs is just, oh, it's an, it's an act of love as all <laughs> cooking at Christmas is. Mm-hmm. And then in terms of something new, um, I really don't know. I'm trying to get into some gluten-free stuff because I'm trying to, that's kind of how I eat for the last number of years. But I don't know. I think ble- being gluten-free just kind of wrecks all things delicious. Oh, I, I'm sorry. <laughs> I, so, you know, chocolate is good. I'm, I love, yeah, I love anything, you know, chocolate, like just a good, delicious, like salted, like those salted caramel chocolates this year like a dark salted caramel mm, with a gooey center of some kind that sounds Mm. like I could go for that at the moment you know um I think it's Betty Crocker honestly has like a really good uh fudge brownie like gluten-free just the package so you might want to do something with those that would be awesome and then I know also the other one that I've tried I think it's Epicure has a really good gluten-free brownie okay I do like brownies Um, yes I'll have to look into that yeah we like them I'd happily eat those I I don't even eat the real thing but Mm. yeah oh Oh, now I'm, now I'm really hungry. I know, I'm hungry. Oh, <laughs> you know, okay, so the Cranberry Bliss Bars is the other thing that I have to mention from Starbucks. Mm. Oh. Do you know what I'm talking about? I've seen them. Mm-hmm. Don't try one because oh. you will 
you will want more. Okay. And they have to be <laughs> now I'm gonna so go try one. high God, in calories. So <laughs> <laughs> what did you so say? Now I'm going to go try one. I know. I was like, uh, this doesn't sound like a problem to me. <laughs> it's really, you know, at the end of the season, so they bring the cranberry bliss bars in for the holiday season and then probably like at the end of December or for sure the beginning of January I'm thinking they discount the like you can buy them individually like one little uh bar but you could also get them in boxes so it's a really nice little gift idea Hmm. and in January and I should also not be mentioning this but they last year discounted them like 40 or 50 percent off and I bought like four boxes. Wow. It was oh, so wrong. Yum. And the worst part is that I actually convinced myself that I was going to gift them. And you did. But I think I only gifted one. Well, that's better than gifting them. And then I froze two of them. You What's should, that? You should have wrapped them and put them in the closet and then pulled them out at various occasions throughout the year as a gift to yourself. <laughs> Well, I sort of did that because they have to be frozen because they have cream cheese and stuff. So I froze two boxes of them, and I know I did gift. I mean, honestly, I probably gifted a little bit more than one box, but it was just like, what am I thinking? It's the same when I buy a thing of Nanaimo bars. Okay, there's a new book out about um, fasting from sugar. Mm. Have you heard about this book? I can't remember who it's by. I've seen a few people post it. I might need to purchase that book. Oh. So, okay, wait. You like Nanaimo bars? Yes, I do. Oh, yes. ew. They're gross. <laughs> Tell me more. <laughs> no, Tell me I'm more so about glad, this. I'm so glad. Very someone, strong I mean, opinion. Somebody out there has to like them, I guess. <laughs> that would be me. <laughs> I'm Heather, sorry. do you like them? I don't. Uh, I've heard the name before. But I've never had one. Oh, Nanaimo mm-hmm. bars. Hmm. Heather, send me your address after this and I'll send you some treats in the mail. Okay. <laughs> um, tell me something, tell me a family tradition um, that you did as a kid and something maybe that you've done with your, your kids, um, whether it was something that you carried on from your childhood or something that's new, so or both if you have them. Mm-hmm. Heather, you start with this one. I, I feel like you have stronger traditions. Maybe. Yeah, well, my family had quite a few. Like I said, my, my family was very much into celebrating Christmas, um, especially my dad. My dad is, um, yeah, he said his dream job would be Santa being Santa Claus. Um, he's like you, Linnell. Loves, loves, loves buying people gifts. He's so funny. One year we decided mm. that we were going to only do stockings and because we were going to uh, on a trip that year. And so we were just getting, we're, we were only getting stockings, no gifts. And like we were getting iPods in our stockings. That's who my dad is. Anyway, so Christmas is a big deal. Um, <laughs> like that year, I got like this very expensive hair straightener in my stocking. I was like, okay. <laughs> Thanks, dad. 
wow. maybe it was his personal challenge to himself, like see how many awesome things you can fit in yeah, the smallest that's, package. Yeah, that's that's kind of how my or, dad is. So anyway, that's just part of how Christmas <laughs> was, and um, we would. Um, so every year with our the in, the small Christian international school that we were a part of over there, my dad he was the director of the the school, and he and my mom would plan a Christmas. Uh, a Christmas program and it had a different theme every year and it was something like um uh one year it was um uh the light of the world um and then everyone had to pray and think and talk through what they were going to do around that theme and it was always so amazing it was like a worship service every year it was something we looked forward to um so much uh, so that was, it ended up, you know, it was probably about 60 kids or so, uh, you know, little kindergartners all the way up through um, high school um, doing various um, presentations on um, on that theme. And that was always something that was really, really special for us. Yeah. So what's something that you do, Heather, with your kids mm-hmm. now? Um, well... This has also been something that's been tough because of our families being home from overseas at different times, that it's been difficult to start mm-hmm. our own traditions because we never know exactly where we're going to be for Christmas or, you know, we're, we're hardly ever home. But last year, we decided to read an Advent um, devotional together, and that was really special. It was actually one for adults. Um technically for adults, but we decided to do, to do it together as a family because the, each day's reading wasn't very long and the kids loved that. I think some of it went over their heads, but the, just that gathering in the evening, um, and reading that together. And usually they had some really good questions afterward, but then my dad also last Mm. year bought us a special candle to light um, once a year when we start Advent, um, it's this very, it's from, it was from a really, like a very, very old, um, French candle making company and it's called the Nazareth candle. And, um, so now already the kids are like, when do we get to light this special candle? So, um, I think that that is something that we can see going forward and we're starting to get them a, a, an ornament every year as well. That's another fun thing we're doing with them. Do you do, what kind of ornament do Um, you get them? Is it something that has some meaning or something that just is fun? Yeah. So last year we got them an animal and this year it's going to be, each of them will get like an old world themed ornament and it will be something that they are enjoying in this season of their life. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, I like that. That's, That's so really cool. Neat. What a fun idea. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How about you, Jess? Um, one of the things that we grew up doing was just as a family, we would always do um, Christmas stockings were such a big deal for like for our family. It was so fun because we'd get up super, super early and everyone would get their stockings. And there was always very simple things inside, but it was just the process of you know everything individually wrapped. And we would take hours and hours um, sometimes going through all each other's stockings and 
stuff like that. And Mm -hmm. one of the big things I think that we did at Christmas that I didn't think was so unusual. And then as I grew up again, I realized this was unusual. We would only everybody, when you open one present, um, you only open one present at a time. So not like everyone takes a present and we all open our presents together, but literally we all observe one person open their present. And so, um, I realized how special and how much I love that because it's like, you get to watch this one person take their gift, open their gift, receive the gift, um, and express gratitude for the gift. And then usually get up and hug the giver and, express some sort of thanks. And, um, I always really loved that. And it made Christmas for us. Honestly, it took so long to get through Christmas because Mm. to get through like Mm -hmm. Christmas morning because of that tradition. But I think the, the process of, um, expressing gratitude Mm -hmm. for me was, um, like a really big part of learning as a child. And I think it, having that process really slowed down, made us really savor, um, each other and, and yeah. And just what the, the gifts are intended, you know, to be not to plow through them and then, okay, mm-hmm. we're done, but just to, to yeah. really take our time. So that was always something that I really loved. Um, and then just trying to think, we always did the Muppet Christmas Carol. That was like our big, uh, I don't know when we started that. I must've been a teenager, but we, we watched the Muppet Christmas Carol every <laughs> year to the point that we have the entire thing memorized and we've picked up every little tiny nuance and now we just basically could you know say it by memory as a family and it was fun it was it's something lighthearted, and we always had a few other things as well that we did around like the birth of Christ and stuff but the Muppet Christmas Carol is a resoundingly fun memory for me um, (laughs) with my family Um, yeah those are some of the basic things that stand out we weren't I don't think we we aren't hugely I don't think my family it's not a it's not a strength to like repeat um I'd say there's only a one or two things that we did consistently every year and I'd say other than that it seemed to differ quite a lot based Mm. on yeah where we were celebrating or what was going on in our lives at that point or what we were interested in or yeah right yeah. And I, and actually same with what Heather was saying with trying to establish traditions as a family, I would say that is really, I mean, it's just the three of us, like Mike and Declan and I. And so, um, you know, when he's still pretty little, like just three. So mm-hmm. trying to establish like a family routine for us has been something that I've been trying to think through, like what, what can we do? And I'm actually not great at, like I'm not great at establishing traditions because I'm a little bit, I like change. Um, Mm -hmm, I think mm -hmm. I anticipate and love newness and, and difference. So Mm -hmm. I don't naturally think of how to implement a lot of traditions, but I think I would be happy with just Mm -hmm. a couple. So I feel like keeping this, you know, the consistency of, you know, opening one present, being thankful, um, yeah, just taking time to savor that process. I really love stocking, so I'll continue that on and just stuff them <laughs> to the brim. That's going to be my thing. Um, mm-hmm. And I think the other thing that I really want to do is I do want to have some kind of an Advent um, tradition. And actually, this year, am I jumping ahead? Because I think there was no. That's you're gonna. You're just going right into the next question. Okay. So, yeah, that's fine. I was gonna say one of the things that I. I love the, I love the process of remembering Advent. My mother-in-law is amazingly good 
at celebrating things on like the historic church calendar, like Epiphany and, um, you know, all of the, all of the church calendar things, like she follows it by the book. And I love that. Um, it's very mindful. And I think that, um, it's just like a thoughtful way to process the year, but I'm not, but I'm learning. And so Advent was kind of new to me. It wasn't something I like grew up really hearing a lot about. And so, um, just in the last couple of years, I've seen so many different companies do these Advent devotionals and never really saw one that totally captivated me except for, um, there was one that Ann Voskamp did years ago. Actually, I think she put it out like must have been five or six years ago called unwrapping the greatest gift and um so i've been looking at that one for a long time and this year i just decided to go online shopping i went on to amazon and bought the devotional and it should be here this week um and then her son she has like a son who years ago started making um you know handmade things and selling them in his own little shop and so this year he actually put out a set of um, their advent ornaments. So they come in a set of 24 and they are like hand carved wood ornaments with um, the advent, um, the day, and then a small devotional on the back of the ornament, the day of the month. And then on the front is a little enameled picture that corresponds with like um, this idea of the Jesse tree, which is something I'm just learning about. So I'm really excited to get those in the mail. So I just kind of bit the bullet this year and I was like, you know what? I want to do this at some point. I just have to start it. So I went and spent a little bit of money getting some things in hand so that I could actually do something functional. So I think we'll start that this year, hang up ornaments on each day of the year, go through a little devotional as a family and try to establish that tradition. I think. Yeah. Yeah. That's really Mm -hmm. special. Yeah. What about you? I like the idea. Well, all, you know, traditions, what I remember from my childhood was there was always a pot of gold, the box of chocolates, the Aww. pot of gold. Yes. M- Mom would always have that and almond roca and almond roca is still mm. one of my favorites. Yum. And yes. And um, one thing that I remember from, and this isn't necessarily a tradition, it was just a part of the Christmas experience when we were young. Um, my mom had one of those little stands that have little angels or something on it that turn around because of the heat from the candles underneath. Do you know what I'm talking about? Oh, yes. And they make noises? They Well, they, yes. They make like a little chimey sound. Yes. But they go round and round because from the heat of the, the candles that are coming up yes. at them. Yes. I love those. We have some it's, of those too. Yes. And I have, okay, I'm not even kidding you. I'm writing myself a note right now. Because I <laughs> meant to find one for our kids this Christmas because I actually wanted to start that with them. Hmm. And because it was just, just a really sweet little thing to kind yeah. of pass down. So, um, yeah, anyway, so I that was something that's something I remember. And we kind of always just did like the, the New Year's or sorry, the Christmas Eve mm. service. And then we would come home and we would do presents after that. And it was just always the treats and yeah taking turns opening um gifts and kind of just making it a little bit more of a drawn out process rather than everyone just diving Mm. in right I mean as much as is possible with young Mm -hmm. kids and so but I think you touched on advent and I wanted to ask you do you celebrate advent or advent or not and for us this year for the first time we are going to do an advent thing uh countdown um 
because like you, Jasmine, we never, I never grew up doing anything really for Advent. I think we, maybe in church they would light, mm-hmm. yeah, they did the candles and readings, but that was it. We didn't actually do something in our home. So we, we are getting the Christian version of Elf on a Shelf. Do you know what that is? Mm-hmm. I've never heard of the Christian version. Have you heard version? of the Shepherd on the Search? No. Mm-mm. I found it on christianbook.com. And um, I thought it looked really cute. So it's kind of the same concept where the little shepherd gets hidden every night and the kids have to find the shepherd. And there's, I bought a lot of the corresponding um, products that go with it. There's a little advent calendar that kind of has little clues and hints about where the shepherd's going. And there's like a family devotional. Mm. So we have like Advent readings from this devotional. Devotional, And there's also, oh, I also got these really cute little, um, these little cards uh, that you just put in your kids' lunches that just have like a little message of love. Um, you can put them in their lunch lunches or you can give them one anytime you want to, but they're just really sweet little cards that are keep them focused on Advent and on Christmas and Jesus. And yeah, so I'm, I'm excited to do that for the first time this year. Mm-hmm. And uh, it'll be fun to try something different. Yeah. yeah. That sounds um, like yeah. so cute. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I think the kids are going to have a lot of fun, especially with the shepherd having to be found every morning mm-hmm. when they wake up. So. Colin and I are going to have to be on it because mm-hmm. I will not even admit to you how many times I've the tooth fairy has forgotten <laughs> to come. Oh my word. Oh, oh my word. Never again. So we actually set a timer now. I actually had to put I actually had to do it last night cuz Asha lost a tooth. Okay. Once again getting off topic. <laughs> Heather, what about you guys? <laughs> What about you guys in Advent? Yeah, so I grew up doing Advent. Um, my mom actually made, oh boy, I was really little when she made it, but like a felt Christmas tree. And then there were these little ornaments that every day we put up on the tree and it represented something about whether it was a prophecy about Jesus or something about uh, his coming. Um, and then there would be scripture that you would talk about having to do with that ornament and then usually um you learned a christmas carol um or saying one that was a similar theme to that um so we grew up doing that every year um and then focus on the family came had i think it was focus on the family had these like uh they would take someone who was a fictional character in um like around the time of Jesus's birth but they would like it would weave them in and then you'd read one chapter every evening but then it was always a cliffhanger for the next uh for the next night um and so we grew up reading those and those were also a really meaningful way to tie in um to, to tie in or just to keep us as children very engaged in the story um and they yeah it was I loved that and then we haven't we've also thought about uh getting something similar to do with our children but for now we're just continuing to do the um the devotion the advent devotional um we got one this year that's by the same um, ministry that we got last year, um, Revive Our Hearts has, uh, has an Advent devotional, um, that 
they came out with last year and then a new one this year. So our family is going to be doing that. Um, and I've also thought about the possibility of getting little ornaments, um, kind of like you were saying, Jasmine, um, for just to keep it interactive for the kids. Yeah, I think that's fun at the, at the young age. Like even the thing that you're doing too, Linnell, with the something tangible to go find, like mm-hmm. they're so into the stories, but I think when they can participate and they have something to engage, mm-hmm. like their senses, like tactile and yes, yeah, it's yeah. so much more also, I feel like that stuff is so much more, it gets really into their mm-hmm. memories when it's, you know, when it's something that they can touch and feel and yeah. do, um, mm-hmm. it becomes such mm-hmm. a part of the memory. Yes, and I th- they definitely um, learn by our example. And I think one of the things that um, I also wanted to chat about was the you know how much of a focus uh, do you find? I know Jasmine with Declan being three, you may not um, see this as much. Maybe you do. I'm not sure. But for us, one of the really difficult things is, I mean, every child loves presents, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. But the I think what is really difficult for a lot of parents is navigating the balance between, right, mm-hmm. the presents and, and, and just Jesus mm-hmm. and the birth of Jesus. And um, I think for us, we've been trying, but I feel like we haven't been as successful as I want to be. And I'm just being, again, I'm being honest because I, I feel like it would be silly to say, um, that we do have it all balanced. Uh, kids, you know, definitely are self-centered and naturally, I mean, it's just, you know, the nature of a child to kind of think about, you know, what they're going to get and be excited about that. I mean, who doesn't love getting Mm -hmm. to open up a gift? It's Mm -hmm. fun. But I think that I've really wrestled with um, feeling like we have too much in our home. We just have too Mm -hmm. much stuff. And so I'm kind of pursuing as a mom, um, figuring out how we can be more of an example to the kids about servitude, like just serving our community and keeping the focus on, you know, others and on Jesus. And so how, you know, just share a little bit about maybe what that's like for you in your home. How do you keep the focus in the right direction while still celebrating the fun parts of Christmas, like gifts? Do you have any Mm. thoughts on that, Jasmine? Not in relation to kids yet, just because, like you say, Declan is so little and I don't even... I mean, presents are exciting for him, but he opens them and then he moves on. So I don't, right. yeah. But I think one thing that I've thought of is that uh, I, I think how I, what my attitude towards it is something that I have to also be mindful of because I also get really caught up in the, the, mm. the excitement and the, you know, the, I, I think that that's natural. Like, I think it's natural for us to be really drawn into the, the the traditions are mm-hmm. the things mm-hmm. that we create around Christmas because Christmas, uh, you know, the, the way that we celebrate it with trees and, you know, decorating and, you know, even Turkey and all of that, like that's all superfluous to the actual meaning mm-hmm. of Christmas. And so it's kind of like, I actually have to get my heart in the right place, I think in order to yeah. lead my family 
yeah. or my, my mm-hmm. children, I should say, because, you know, as a, as a couple, Mike and I try really hard, I think, to, to think about how we do that in our home. And it's definitely not something we've had a lot of practice in because, like I say, Declan's so little. But even as a couple, you know, and even as an individual, I think getting yourself in the right place um, I think does a lot for how you create an environment that is actually focused mm-hmm. on Christ and where your mind and your heart is actually focused on Christ. Because, you know, as much as we want to direct our kids the right way, I feel like, I feel like it's not something we can make happen, but we can put our hearts in the right place. Like we can, mm-hmm. we can direct yes. our own hearts, what we should be focusing on. We can, yes. Yeah, do that. So I feel like that's kind of where what I know for myself I need to focus on is just like not to get up in all of the the rush and the the hurry and all of the things that I really do find so fun, but mm. it is easy for me to get lost in it too. And um, I think if mm-hmm. it's easier for me to get lost in it, of course it's going to be easy for my kids too. And right. so, yeah, that's one thing I just remind myself of this time of year, I guess. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> that's so good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for us, it's also been something that we've, we have talked about. Um, I remember my parents often, every year looked a little bit different as far as how that looked for us with, in regards to gifts. And I remember them bringing us into that process a lot. And there were a couple of years, like one year, um, we my parents talked to us about buying coal for a family that, because in Mongolia it's, well, it's kind of, it's similar to Canada. It gets extremely cold. And the people there were so poor that one year we didn't have gifts and we chose instead to use that money to buy coal for a family. Um, and in mm. our church, a, a, a woman who was a widow. And I just remember all of us being so excited about that. And I loved learning both the joy of like seeing my parents give us gifts um, and then them bringing us into the joy of giving and learning that it it really is better to give than to receive. And Mm. um, as a child, I think you, you, like you said, Linnell, you naturally get caught up in oh, how is this going to be really good for me? And um, already even in our kids, we're hearing that, like, I'm just so excited about the presents. Our oldest said that um, Mm -hmm. recently. And um, I, as I thought and prayed about it, even in the past couple of weeks, I, um, I've remembered that a lot of that does come over time and it is modeled and it's those year after year in a very simple way pointing the children back to and ourselves like you were saying Jasmine back Mm -hmm. to Jesus and Jesus being the ultimate gift and just saying it Mm -hmm. year after year after year. And um, remembering that God is the one who created special days. He's the one who created holy days or holidays. 
And so mm-hmm. this one, you know, with some of those superfluous things that come along with it, those things can all be used to point back to Christ. And so for me, I've talked with the kids, like we were sharing what we were all thankful for. And I said, I am so thankful for Christmas lights because they are something that caused me to worship Jesus because of how beautiful they are. And, mm. and they were like, yeah, thank you, God, for Christmas lights. You know? <laughs> and so <laughs> I think that for us, it's been how do we in each moment of the things that we are bringing into our Christmas celebration turn the focus back to Jesus and even in our gift giving and then each year allowing the Lord to lead in what that looks like, whether it is, yes, wholeheartedly let's get get our children gifts or then some years just saying, you know, showing them the reality that it really is better to give than to receive. Um, and yeah, just letting the spirit of the Lord give us wisdom for each year and how that's supposed to look. Amen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Jasmine, what are you looking forward to in the coming year? Oh, boy. Hmm. I think just growing as a family, I think we, like, since we adopted Declan, our, the years since that moment have been really full and very, I think, busy and which is good, but I feel like it, there hasn't been a lot of, um, there hasn't been a lot of like time that's been intentionally made to like create family memories. And I feel like they've happened because you're living life together, of course. Um, Mm -hmm. but I feel like this upcoming year, Declan is three. He's hilariously fun. Um, he is becoming just such a distinctly unique personality that we both enjoy so much. Um, We love spending time with him and with each other. And I think in many ways, just becoming more intentional as a family, I think is a, is going to be a big focus for us. Um, Mm. Mike and I went recently on a date night and we hadn't been on a, like a formal date night. I, I don't think we really subscribe to like the every, you know, going on a date night every week kind of thing. We just, we've never done that, but we just really needed to spend some time together. So we, we did, and we had some really wonderful talks about some of the things we were hoping to do in this upcoming year and um, just put like even the littlest thing down on the calendar so that things that need to happen in our family are prioritized. Um, it feels like a lot of, t- a lot of the year, um, you know, work, is a big part of our life. So I work, Mike works, um, and which is good. That's, that's what we're being called to in this season. And sometimes that's hard, but it's, it's good. Um, but in an amidst work, it's like, we need to be growing together in, in these intentional things in, um, you know, studying God's word together and building on a foundation of the gospel in our home and, Um, spending more time, Mike and I as a couple, um, as well, uh, just so that we can really think through and establish some of these things with intentionality that we want to, yeah, just to, to set a foundation that will, you know, hopefully last for years to come in, in our family. So yeah, that's definitely been on our hearts just 
just the intentionality of building family memories. Um, yeah, it's kind of new to us. Like we are a family. It's like, oh, we're a family. We could do this. So well, that's I think so we're sweet. really, yeah, we're looking forward mm. to that. And Declan's old enough now to kind of start participating in, in things like that too. So I think that's why it's more so on our mind this year than it has been before. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. How about yeah. you, Heather? That is a... What are you looking Aww. forward to? This? That's a really good question. I am not one who naturally is a long-term thinker. I am very much an in-the-moment person. And so sometimes it's hard for me to think about the future um, because there are so many, you know, there are just so many things you have no idea what are coming. Um, And so that's always something that I'm giving over to the Lord. I I'll, I often think about the phrase in Proverbs 31 where it says she laughs at the time to come and asking the Lord to give me that kind of spirit about the future rather than what my natural tendency is to be more foreboding. So that's a little bit of a side note um, or just overwhelmed, you know, like, oh, there are going to be so many things and, you know, oh, and our oldest is going to be seven, which means that... <gasps> you know, all these different things, whether it's school or (laughs) so rather than focusing on those things to focus on, um, what the Lord has in store as far as growth. Um, one thing that the Lord has begun highlighting at the beginning or usually near the end of every year is a word or some kind of phrase, um, that really, uh, it, it really is highlighted throughout the whole year. Um, and so you often that will come, you know, as I'm praying and thinking about the upcoming year, uh, right after Christmas. So I actually don't know what that will be, but I'm really looking forward to seeing what his theme for my year is going to be and how he wants to grow me. And then, Mm. um, I'm very excited, similar to what Jasmine was saying, about growing and enjoying my, especially my children. I can become so practical about caring for them. But um, God has been showing me so much about the need to, uh, to, to put aside the, the laundry or the dishes or whatever it might be or the emails and to just simply enjoy them, to watch them. And it has been such a refreshment to me and I'm really excited to see how that continues to grow in this coming year. Mm. What about you, Linnell? Um, I, I think, as, I don't know how to say it um, well, but I, I often feel maybe, f- I don't think frustrated is the right word, but I often feel conflicting emotions about how often I mention uh, the perinatal mood disorder that I have been mm-hmm. recovering from. Because I say the same thing all the time, and I feel like some days I wish that I could say, it's gone, it's done, I'm better, I, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but it's a really long, long process of healing. And because I don't talk about a lot of the details of it, um, it it's probably confusing to hear me say this, but... Um, 
one of my one of the things I'm looking the most forward to in the coming year is simply feeling like myself mm. again. Mm. And um and being comfortable in just everyday normal situations that have become a trigger of anxiety despite my really not liking it you know um simple things like even just being with my kids and that has been probably the most heartbreaking part of it all for me um that that they sometimes can trigger that anxiety and it's Uh, it's awful and it's something I never in a million years would have imagined having to work through and actually do cognitive work Mm. all every day Mm. um, to get better and to heal. And so um, I think every day I wake up and it Mm. feels like a gift, even if I'm waking up feeling like, you know, maybe a little stressed about how much I have to do in the day or, you know, the kids, you know, fighting from the minute they wake up in the morning, which can be, you know, it doesn't happen Mm -hmm. all the time, but it's hard, right? I mean, even if there's normal things like that, I wake up, every morning just feeling a little bit more like myself and like Mm. my mind is correcting and getting healthy again Mm. and and so there's just this joy that exists in in every day that I've never known before it's a Mm. different kind of joy it's Uh like peace really Mm. Uh, it's a peacefulness in my spirit and an excitement for for what God really can do with mm. our brokenness and our pain mm. um, because there were days where I didn't know if I would make mm. it through this mm. um, last year. So I think for me, what I'm looking forward to is just getting back to a place of mental health, of being healthy again mm. and stronger in that way. And, and I see it. I see how God can do that when we, um, you know, just really, really keep our eyes mm-hmm. on him mm-hmm. and um, day after day persevere and work hard and do do what we need to do and receive help and care. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I mean, yeah, there's lots of little things that I'm excited about, but um, I'm just, yeah, I'm excited for, mm-hmm. for life, awesome. really. I love those simple, like the, the being grateful for the simple things that, um, yeah, it, it's just such a practice, uh, to get our hearts. Um, I think when we are, when we're grateful for those little things, like just waking up and being like, this is the day the Lord has made. And I'm thankful it's, yeah. it is, that's actually a phrase that is not my own. Of course it's from the Bible, but there was, um, a woman's conference that I was recently at by, uh, hosted by Leslie Ludi, And that was something she said, she rolls out of bed in the morning and, that's one of the first things that she proclaims is just, this is a day I'm going to rejoice in and um, for whatever great or simple things, you know, come at me today. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, I think that's, it's exciting to, to set our hearts on gratitude. Well, what our mouth speaks um, influences how our mind Mm -hmm. or our brain and how our mind um, behaves. Right. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I'm definitely learning how powerful it is to speak 
truth out loud to ourselves um to to speak what is true of god and mm-hmm. um it, it and it's just it's really impactful and so that's so good um i actually had a practice last year especially when i was in some of the worst of the anxiety mm-hmm. um where i would wake up in the morning and god just started prompting me to raise my hands up in the air as i was laying down and just say i'm here lord this day is yours and I'm going to trust you no matter how hard it is. Mm. And it was a surrendering of my spirit that in the time felt like almost mm. forced. It felt like I almost was having to force myself to do it mm. um, because I felt so afraid. But I see now in retrospect how God was slowly, you know, motivating me to do this for my own healing. It was just one little part of that, right? And that's where that's how we just stay focused and centered on the right things. So we're not distracted by all of that other garbage that can enter our minds and distract yeah. us. So that's so good. Yeah. It reminds me of um going through a really, really stressful season last year and I was so discouraged and overwhelmed and I was it was probably 8.30 in the morning and I was already feeling like, I don't know how I'm going to make it through the rest of this day. And I was laying on our bed and the verse uh, came into my mind. Um, Why are you downcast, O my soul? Hope in God, for I will again praise him. And I knew in that moment that I had to command my soul to rejoice and to trust him. Mm -hmm. And that there really is something that even in that, like, I don't feel like doing it, but I'm going to because mm. I know that this is what is going to open up that inflow of grace into my life. And it comes through that, like, that surrender, that thanksgiving, that 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 turning to God, even when we don't mm-hmm. feel ready at all for, for what's in, mm, ahead yeah. of us. Definitely. Mm -hmm. And prayer. I think prayer is such a good combat, you know, tool. And especially even going into this season, like if we are, you know, like um, struggling to, I think, bring Christ into our thoughts during, you know, the Christmas season and all of that it entails. It's like, for me lately anyways, it's just been returning Mm -hmm. to prayer constantly and just really lifting up my heart to the Lord and um, inviting him into my thoughts and inviting him into my life and uh, yeah, to just be a guard about me and to just to guide my feet. You know, there's a, there's a, a really amazing song written by a, a, he's a Christian music artist named Steve Bell, who probably isn't super well known. I don't think outside of Canada, but Um, he has a Christmas album and it's probably my favorite Christmas album. I think it's called Feast of Seasons, the Feast of the Seasons or something. But one of the songs says um, basically that, that Jesus guides our feet into the path of peace. And I think that um, that's like the best Christmas Mm -hmm. message um, for because trials don't end because it's Christmas and they don't end for people around us. They don't end for us. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, we still have things that we're walking through. 
um, that we need to continue going to Christ in prayer. And that's the whole, you know, purpose of why he came. He, he did the work, he completed the work to allow us to come, uh, before him. Um, and that's really what is worth celebrating about that season. Not just that he came as a little baby in a manger, but that he grew, he, you know, gave his life on the cross for our sins. And he's essentially just given us the freedom in all seasons to come mm-hmm. to him. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And that's what I just really try to remember. Yeah. Yeah. yeah in prayer for me, that's kind of my, my current focus, hopefully not just for the current, <laughs> for mm-hmm. the current time. Yeah. Yeah. So awesome. Hey, you guys, thanks so much for joining me. This has been a wonderful conversation that I'm really excited to listen back to. It was worth the hour delay. (laughs) It It definitely was. was. It was. (laughs) Yeah, well, I think going into this Christmas season, there's definitely so much to be grateful for, even if it is, if Mm -hmm. it can be hard. Um, Let's just share a quick, quick word of encouragement. for moms listening who have some difficult um, things um, that they're wrestling with, whether it's loss or broken relationships, can you just give them maybe your favorite verse or just a word or two for that that mother who's struggling with finding joy in the mm. season? Mm. Go ahead, Jasmine. Oh, well, thanks for letting me go first. Oh, sorry. If you want me to go first, I can. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm totally kidding. Um, one of the things that I've been thinking, again, just on what I had said earlier about prayer, is that um, one, of the, one of the verses that I've been really loving is that um, I've been reading Ephesians a lot lately, and Ephesians 1 is just like so full of all of the things that we've been given in God, um, and particularly in Christ, um, through God. And so a couple of those things that I've been listing off to myself, um, as I'm going through the chapter in Ephesians one is that, um, he has lavished grace on us. He, he has poured it out with such abundance. And we think about this season and, gift giving and everything like that. Um, you know, when we, we get ourselves set up, we have expectations of what, um, what gifts we're going to receive maybe, or, uh, we set our hopes on something. We may feel disappointment if, you know, those expectations aren't met the way that we want. But, um, I would just, one encouragement that I've been remembering and reminding myself of is that God's gift to us is never, uh, it's fully complete. Um, it's perfect. And it's, it's lavished on us with um, abundance in the way that no other gift we will ever receive has been given. Um, with uh, Ephesians 1 verse uh, 8 is actually talking about the riches of God's grace that he lavished on us. Um, and then it goes on to say that with all wisdom and understanding, he made known to us the mystery of his will, according to his good pleasure, which he purposed in Christ um, to be put into effect when the time has reached their fulfillment, to bring unity to all things in heaven and earth under Christ. And I just love that because um, there are broken things in this world and there's lots of brokenness that we can experience, whether it's with family or um, just things in our own hearts that we battle. But um, 
yeah, just we need to encourage, I think, go to the word to be encouraged and encourage our own hearts in the truth that um, that God has lavished all of these things on us, um, mm-hmm. that we are sealed with the Holy Spirit, that um, the work that he has done in our lives and we accept the gift that he's given us in Christ um, is mm-hmm. a gift that can never be, um, yeah, it can't, it can't be taken from us. It's freely given, it's freely received. Um, and I think we just need to go to the foot of the cross because it's there always. And Mm -hmm. Jesus is there always. And, um, you know, we, we have a choice to make as well, what we do with the feelings that we feel with the loss we experience. Yeah. yeah. So Mm -hmm. I think like you said, where you didn't feel like putting your hands up in the air in a, Mm -hmm. in surrender, it's like, we actually have that choice, right. To, to go to, to go to truth. And Mm -hmm. that's one thing Mm -hmm. I'm just trying to yeah plug into my own brain (laughs) right yeah Yeah. no I think that's so great Mm -hmm. and I would add to that that it's about it's again it's like the phrase choose joy I mean as as believers we have um and a we have a right um to that joy because Mm -hmm. it's what like you're saying the father is lavished on Mm -hmm. us right and so we can um we can feel discouraged or broken or you know and be joyful at the same time mm-hmm. we can Absolutely. it's a choice that we we have to make though mm-hmm. um otherwise our emotions will dictate our behaviors right and yes. often send us in a, a direction a that just doesn't feel <laughs> doesn't feel right mm-hmm. um heather do you have any other things to yeah, add to that? i do just one other thought is that um, you know this year can is so often focused on the joy of um, the celebration and the hope of Jesus coming, but I think that what can be so helpful to someone who's walking through sorrow, um, somebody who has just experienced loss or has experienced loss a long time ago. Um, relatively long, yeah, years ago, and still the the grief and ache comes back every year. Is that that's why Jesus came, and um, mm-hmm. um, in Isaiah fifty three um, four it says, "Surely He has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows," and so the whole reason He came to this earth as a baby was to. He, he, he came to bear our grief and our sorrows. And so there's so much, there can be so much comfort in knowing that he, he, as that, as that little baby, and as we're celebrating that, that we can, we can rest in knowing that Jesus knows better than anyone, the grief that we are walking through, the sorrows that we're walking through. And he, Mm -hmm. He died to give us hope beyond this life and that we can rejoice in the fact that, that he's bearing those suffering, that suffering with us now. And he knows better than anyone what we're walking through and that, that, that death and grief and, um, and suffering does not have the final say, but that Jesus does. Yeah. That's so good, Heather. Thank you so much. Well, I'm just encouraged, and I hope you guys are too. Thank you so much for joining me. 
Um, we apparently have lost Jasmine. Oh, no. <laughs> but you know what? This has been great. So thank you oh, so much. Oh, well, it was such such a joy to be here, even with, and thanks for persevering through all of my weird technical things on my side. <laughs> it was worth it. <laughs> yes, it was. Okay, well that was definitely the most amusing episode of all 15 this year. I really hope you enjoyed the wisdom shared just as much as the laughs. I really loved my time with Jasmine and Heather so much. Even the one hour of waiting to get our technical issues resolved before we could even start. If you'd like to listen to their individual episodes, you can go back and listen to number 2 and number 11. We mentioned a lot of different things in this episode, so if you didn't get a chance to write something down, the majority of resources mentioned will be in the show notes. Uh, Let me know if anything was missed. If this season of Knowing Motherhood has been a blessing to you, friend, in your motherhood journey, would you please take a quick minute and leave a review? Um, If I'm being fully transparent, reviews are just as much an encouragement as they are helpful. Creating the content for this podcast requires a lot of time and dedication and anytime I hear or read about how the conversations have impacted your week, it really makes me feel all the emotions, really. I need to give a shout out to my sweet husband, Colin, who works on the episode edits and final product. He is my tech guy and he's also my knight in shining armor. When situations arise, like the technical difficulties that we encountered when we recorded this episode. All right, as I sign off for the remainder of 2019, I want to leave you with this thought. If you are trying to put on a happy face for those around you who seem to feel far more excited about the season than you, than you do, remember that God is with you in your sorrow. Christmas is a time to love and celebrate but it's also very hard for those who are hurting. Bring your joy, your pain, your laughter, and your tears, and allow yourself to be loved by our Savior, who was born a baby into a world full of both delight and despair. Like Heather said at the end of our conversation, I love this, Jesus knows better than anyone what we're walking through. Death and grief and suffering does not have the final say. Jesus does. Now that's something to celebrate. Friends, I pray that a thrill of hope settles upon your hearts this Christmas season. I can't wait to meet you back here in January. Stay connected on Instagram at Knowing Motherhood Podcast. I'd love to see you there. And on Facebook as well at Knowing Motherhood. 